Here are the Leafs breaking in. Nylander right off the face up. Scores! Holy Mackinac Knight, seconds in. Nylander working to the line. Just did keep it in. Nylander to the right wing side to Matthews. Scores! Al Marner once more shoots it in. Marazic couldn't track it down. Perfect center. They score! Tavares! Marazic went back in the net to play the puck. And he missed it with his glove. And it was a long way back. And he didn't make it. Puck goes into an open corner. Stolen there by Matthews. Matthews back to the point. And a shot by Timmons. Scores! Connor Timmons is going to get credit for this goal. Wonderful shot. But the stick work of Matthews taking that puck away was an art. It's Baby Friday on the Fan Morning Show. Justin and Ayla Sports at 590 The Fan. Top of the morning to you all. How's it going, JC? What's that? How's it going? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. You had a big night last night. How are things, eh? how are things with you? Yeah, they're good. I want to know about big your Big night last night. night? I didn't have much of a night last night. You had... Every Thursday morning, every baby Friday, I come in here waiting to hear about your I know. beer league team. I know. You, don't look, you look a little defeated this morning, I'll, I'll say. We it. haven't talked about it much because I've missed a couple games, a lot of late night games that uh, I've got to skip. You look uh, hesitant to share the news this morning. Uh, yeah, we're on a little skid. Remember when I was saying just we just don't lose? No, no losses you since opening it? night? We have not won a game since there. Wow. There was a forfeit because we couldn't attend. Because uh, of weather? I believe there was a little weather thing Inclement that Inclement weather? Inclement weather forced us to okay. not get in our cars. Uh, I wasn't there last week because it was a late week, uh, late game again. And then I suffered my first loss being present Ooh. last night. Rent a goalie, though. Do we... Do we See, can, this, can we this like, is what you're putting it on the rent-a-goalie shoulders. Can we, can we, yeah, can we not count it because of the rent-a-goalie? Was the rent-a-goalie... The rent-a-goalie thing is, it, it's kind of fascinating. Because I've never seen a rent-a-goalie that comes like bombing in and is like really like happy to be there. Well, how long of a heads it up always, are you giving them? It, it always seems like it's a chore, but they get paid. The rent-a-goalie gets paid. So he comes in and every single time it's the same. They go to the corner head down, barely acknowledge anyone. Oh, it's a job. sad. And then you try to like, hey, yeah, like, so this will be fun. And then they might have like one question, like, how, how good are you guys? <laughs> like, how, how, how you guys been doing? And then that's it. And then if things don't go well, which they didn't last night, we lost 4-2 in the rent-a-goalie. Mm. Probably, I'll just say our goalie has three of them, at least. We'll say that. Okay. Our goalie has three. Uh, dips out real quick. Doesn't want to face the music, well, yeah, right? because you're probably intimidated. Offered a beer, of course, declines a beer. Like that, they always decline the beer. Is there like a rent a goalie out there that is really excited, that has the personality, that wants to come in and just immediately? Be is part there of the a goaltender in general? Like that? Like I, I'm like I'm not that person. I'd be head down. I wouldn't even do it because I understand that introverts don't want to be put in that situation. But like, there's got to be like I don't know. There's got to be maybe. A little quest, like a a little hinge profile there on the rent-a-goalie system. That'd be a really system. good app. Like someone that's just a, like you can find out a little bit about the the rent-a-goalie before you you invest money in that player. Uh, usually, two things. Usually, you're at the point where you don't have time or the luxury of swiping through a rent-a-goalie app. Desper- you are in desperate if you don't have measures. Your goalie, it's desperation. You're not shopping to draft said rent-a-goalie. Second of all, was this rent-a-goalie better than Peter Morazic? Marginally worse. So be happy with like what you got. Like at least he stayed okay? in his net. No. <laughs> yeah. It's it, like I will never be able to look at Peter Morazic and not be like, "Well, Kyle Dubas is not perfect, is he?" <sighs> like it's just it's the it's the biggest stain, the permanent stain on the resume. Which is like, you went out and got that guy. That was a tough reminder of of darker times. Mm-hmm. Peter Morazic at the other end of the ice, Scotiabank Arena, with some absolute questionable moments <laughs> in play. I will say, kind of a stroke of genius if you're Kyle Davidson. Like, there was one intention this season. It was to be bad, and you got the goaltender that is going to best prepare yourself to be bad on a night-to-night basis. Peter Tank Morazic. He's the perfect guy for that job. And he'll be the perfect rent-a-goalie one day because I, I think he probably dips out with his head down as well. You think? I would imagine. I gotta go and retweet this tweet that I put out last year where I 
put a photo of my brother Jordan beside. I was going to say he could be like he could pass as your brother. It's so strange. I put a photo of my brother Jordan right beside a Peter, a picture of Peter Mrazek, mm-hmm. a thread of three of them. A thread. Look at you. And I don't know. Nobody's seen Peter Mrazek and my brother in the same room, and that's all I have to say. <laughs> it's eerie how close they look. So I don't know if I have a little bit of a soft that, spot. Yeah, I was going to say for you him, a little soft spot. You don't want to go th- just in case he turns out to be your brother. You don't want to uh, have so much be, on record. He could be related to me. When you look at the photos of Jordan and Peter, it's yeah, weird. Didn't, didn't he like escape to school at some point? Like maybe something happened where who my brother? Yeah, you said he went to a different school. Oh yeah, and he you went, went to, to a different school. My brother went to Athol Murray College of Notre Dame in Regina, Saskatchewan. Wow. Maybe they were swapped. Yeah, out maybe there. something happened out there. A little freaky Friday. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna find that tweet, share it. But yeah, it's a bit weird. They're around the same age. He's from Czechia, though. Our roots are Bulgarian. I think they're pretty close to each other. Yeah, something, I mean, uh, something, something spooky there, mom. Anyway, we got a text in here. You should be able to give a review and rate the rent a goalie with five stars or one star, like an Uber driver. That would be. What would we name this app, though? Because I think we're on to something. we got to hurry up and yeah, trademark I mean, I this. I think that's a great idea. I think that's a great idea. There's a little, like, post-game rating. Five beers out of five. Whatever nice. it is. And, yeah, you're, you're obviously, you're, if you're on the ball, you know you're going to miss your goalie. You know you've been well advanced. Like, hey, guys, I'm not going to be there in two weeks. Mm. Then you can get on the app you early. shopping. Trying to get the best guy or, or the top tier of rent-a-goalies. Yeah, there should be something like that. It's like hurt anyone's feelings. You know your capabilities as a goaltender. Well, that's the other thing is you won't even know because if you're in the one to two star category, if you're getting selected, people know what they're what they're getting in the room, right? And frankly, there are one and two star teams out there. Not your you guys lately though. We we've been one star for the last month. So maybe you deserved like this guy was the caliber of goaltender. We needed a good goal. Mm. We needed a goaltending performance that wouldn't sink all the progress we were making shift to shift. Kind of like the Maple Leafs last night. Is there an app developer listening? Please hit us up. Let's take some name suggestions for our Rent-A-Goalie app. Rent-A-Goalie is kind of, it doesn't roll off the tongue. I got it, I got it, I got it. You know how it was like hot or not with Mark Zuckerberg in like the social network? Mm -hmm. Wasn't it hot or not? Something like that? Yep, it was. Stop or not or save or not. That's pretty good, Justin. Thank you. That might be one of the most Save cre- or not better than stop. Maybe or not. one of the most creative things you've done on the show. Appreciate that. Wow. Okay. We'll get cooking. We'll, we'll pull up the blueprints. We're going to have this app um, maybe by the end of the day. Yeah. In time for next year's beer league season. All right. Well, best of luck to you next Wednesday night. Hoping that you get a win because you need it. Last night, Maple Leafs. Oh, boy. A win against a terrible team, I guess that's a... Why is that an oh boy? Well, because did you... Was that an exciting hockey game for you? No. The first five minutes, I thought it was going to be off the rails. This It was. Poor people that walk in late. Actually, I have no sympathy for you if you show up late, but there's sometimes you're you're struggling to get in. Why no sympathy? Well, because you a busy know... Busy person like yourself But you know can't... when the puck drops. So if you're showing up, okay. the puck drops at 7, and you're strolling at 7.15, unless there's go train delays or... You know, you're caught up at work. Most of the time, people are just lax walking in. Last night, a little lingering at dinner, a little. You felt the reason why you got to get there on time because three goals in the first minute, it felt like. Yeah, you don't want to miss that William Nylander nine seconds in. What was that, the fourth fastest goal in Maple Leaf history? I believe it was nine seconds in. Very exciting stuff. Kind of set the tone for the night. It felt like it was, it didn't feel like, yeah, it didn't feel like a real game. It doesn't feel like a real team. That Chicago Blackhawks team. I can't believe they're not last in the National Hockey League right now. The team that actually isn't last, we just saw on a back-to-back, and they only got two or four points from that from that uh, little set with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to believe, and they're going to get worse. Columbus is not going to get worse or not, like, materially worse. But Chicago, at the end of the deadline, if they can successfully sell off assets, are going to look like one of the worst teams ever assembled. Which is kind of sad because they're like less than 10 years removed from a legitimate dynasty in the NHL. And now they are horror-awful. Really bad. What did you say? Shaq, horror-awful. 
They're so bad that Keefe had some post-game comments that made me laugh. We have a clip talking about why you can't take much away from this game. Yet we're going to try because this is morning talk radio. We're going to find some things. But Keefe, he just threw in the towel and said, nah, not tonight. A lot of these guys have been playing together for a long time now. They have a sense of what the structure is, and they know, you know, they know what they can do, and they get the information on face-offs. And um, you know, but they have a lot of flexibility to call call the plays and get organized themselves. And that's what you want. You want your, you want the players out there taking charge. You know, they they have a sense, they have a feel. Obviously, that's the start of the game. But you know, when you're in the game, you have a sense of your opponents. You have a sense of the timing. Um, you know, they have a feel for things that coaches just can't, we can't replicate that. And you need to be able to take charge out there. You watch any any experience and um, championship caliber team, you know, their they're, they're people are taking charge of different situations. Uh, and that's what you, you love to see those guys take that initiative and execute. Unfortunately, I thought that that it was, was a little more positive than we were that expecting. That was the quote. The quote I was looking for, maybe I selected the wrong clip there, was the game didn't have much life to it. It's not what you expect in terms of what it's like to play in the NHL. No, uh, that's, that's a good one. I kind of, I do, I do wish we heard that because the bluntness is uh, exactly what you need to hear and precisely on the nose. It's yes. it, it could not be said more succinctly or appropriately than what Sheldon Keefe did provide in the postgame. He yesterday. said, "That's not what you expect in terms of what to play." like in the NHL. And that's the mm-hmm. Chicago Blackhawks team. I mean... And making matters worse for Chicago. Like, if we're talking about the big story of the night, I guess it's Patrick Kane, and we'll get into all mm-hmm. that stuff. But Austin Matthews has a transformative effect. Newsflash, Austin Matthews has a transformative effect on a hockey team. It looks a lot different when Austin Matthews is around. It didn't... Like, I don't think we needed Austin Matthews to be in the lineup yesterday for the Toronto Maple Leafs to look like the superior team. But when you drop that sort of player who, by the way, didn't look at all phased by a couple weeks' absence, uh, they look like, yeah, the best version of themselves, duh. But they look exceedingly dangerous. And it is a little bit of a departure from what we saw on the weekend. Where Not that William Nylander was ineffective. He was great at times. And not that Mitch Marner and John Tavares didn't have a great partnership that produced some really great moments. But when you fit Austin Matthews at the top of the food chain, they look really, really scary. And they look really scary, terrifying against a team like Chicago right now. So he misses three weeks, comes back like that. Beautiful goal. Willie Nylander has a great night. Marner has a good night. Core four is better than the players on the Blackhawks altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, tangible things. Timmins in for Hall. This was a storyline yesterday about Hall getting demoted a little bit, having to sit on the bench. Connor Timmins comes in and gets a goal. Um, I like to see some Connor Timmins here. Yeah, I don't know if I want to see Connor Timmins. You want to see, you want to see more Con- Connor Timmins next time out? I'd like to see more Montreal Saturday. Yeah, I'd like to see Connor Timmins get another opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I think it's justifiable. I, I I think it depends, though, on, like, what is the message you're trying to send, Justin Hall? It's like, is it slap on the wrist, or is it like, hey, your job's in jeopardy here, bud? Like, what what is, it, what is exactly the point of the benching? Because I think, yeah, you can demonstrate and you can show a player, hey, this wasn't good enough, and this these are the repercussions. Or you could open up a competition for defensemen. And I don't know if we're at the point where we should be opening up the competition because... Yeah, maybe Connor Timmins on uh, a defensive pairing with Rasmus Sandin, mm-hmm. highly, highly sheltered minutes against Chicago, and then Montreal, and then Chicago again, will look really, really good. But I think where you were about to go there is Boston, second round, Tampa, first round, that defensive pairing, Timmins and Sandin, is that going to hold up? I'm not really sure. Like, Justin Hall was the minutes leader for this team, defensively at least, and and widely. For a reason. He does do things that you need. And he does things that Connor Timmins and I think Rasmus Sandin can't right now at the NHL level. Much of that being like big time penalty killing minutes. And I feel like you're going to need that. Can you stand to upgrade? Sure. But can you upgrade with Timmins and Sandin? Yeah, they're going to look good against Chicago in a big time sheltered night. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if this, this is a permanent thing. No. Let's not open up the competition. Here. And I think that. The main reason I want to see maybe a little Connor Timmins action is to just have a little wake-up call. If you're going to get anything from these next couple games, which, once again, 
We're playing the Montreal Canadiens. We're playing the Chicago Blackhawks. The Sabres is a big one. There's a couple good ones on the stretch, but I don't know if this is the guy you're going to rely on in the playoffs being Justin Hall. To put a little fire under his ass. That's all. I'm not saying that. I think Connor Timmons is the answer. Maybe we have the answer from last night. But the Chicago Blackhawks team came in. Patrick Kane was the big conversation. I don't really know what else to talk about from that game other than mm-hmm. Patrick Kane looks washed. Really? Done, Re- done, done, eh? Really? Um, yeah. I was not impressed. And I think maybe I had bigger expectations because we teed this up. It was Matthews versus Kane. It was two legendary American-born goal scorers. Kane being circled potentially interested in the Maple Leafs should the Maple Leafs go out and acquire Kane. He's a legend. He's got playoff experience. He knows how to put the puck in the net. He would be a dynamic addition to this top four to six forward lineup. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Last night, snooze fest. And I get it. He's playing on the potentially worst team in the NHL. But I thought he would come out and like, play for something he looks so disinterested and it was a bit disappointing because that's a night that you could have got this market fired up yeah definitely I think his uh his words if he chose to use them or his actions could have said a lot yesterday Mm -hmm. unfortunately it was mostly well it was inaction and there were no words because he didn't speak to the media he he chose not to speak to the media which I just so everybody knows like that's a well I think that means something too like he didn't want to play the game and I think the main takeaway from Patrick Kane when it's, you know, as it pertains to the Maple Leafs yesterday, is that if he wanted or wants to be a Maple Leaf, he definitely did not show it. No. Like in no way, right? Like if you were campaigning to be a member of this team, if it was your dream in the second half of your career or deep into the second half of your career to pair with Austin Matthews on a top line with a team that could win the Stanley Cup, well, you barely sort of lifted a finger mm-hmm. in doing it. And I think if he came in and said, hey, uh, this would be a great spot. If he went to the media and said, yeah, I'd be definitely interested. I, w- I want to go somewhere, but I'm not going to go just anywhere. And playing with Austin Matthews would be very, very fun. He could have said something like that. He didn't say anything. And if we're looking at his the, the things that he did say with his performance, it was very, very lackluster. That's exactly I, now, it. Now, I'm not going as far as saying he's washed because he may be hurt. He may be uninspired. He may just want this season to end because all of this is uncomfortable and he's got a young family at home and he doesn't want to move twice and he doesn't want to do this and that. And that's all fair. Like as much as we well, then come out and say, wanna, I'm not interested in being traded. But like maybe if there's the perfect spot or maybe I can, hey, we go down to March 2nd well, then play better. and it's like, yeah, I, I can leave the house for two and a half months or whatever's needed. I can, we can figure this out. Maybe there's some indecision there and I, I kind of sympathize with that, with that. And if we're fantasy football or fantasy hockey GM, yeah, of course we want to see this stuff, but there's a lot more that goes into it. And at least tonight, or last night rather, he definitely didn't like show it. He didn't show that this is what he wants. And I think we should probably take that at a reasonable amount of face value. Uh, 1,000%. There was a lot of players that had a lot to play for last night on the other side of the ice. Not sure anybody really elevated to a point where we're drooling this morning, well, but you, we you will. You saw a little bit more effort out of a Max Domi. Yeah. He did take two minor penalties at least because maybe he was a little overzealous. We're going to do some fake trades in a minute. Wait, we're going to do some fake trades. I don't think but, I like either of my trades, but we set the assignment and we're going to present some trades nonetheless. But Patrick Kane could have been, it should have been, I would think, the big point of conversation this morning here. That, all right, there's a way that we should and could get Patrick Kane. This is what's going to cost. It's worth it. He's on the final year of his $10 million contract, blah, 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 blah. It'll be a great fit. I don't feel that way at all this morning. And okay. I haven't watched, yeah, I haven't watched every single Chicago Blackhawks game this season. No. So okay, let me ask you take this, this in a bubble, of course. I've watched the games they've played against the Maple Leafs. But show me what has been exciting about this season so much so that it erases what I saw last night. Let me ask you this then. You can include the context of last night, but take aside money and what it would take and Matthew Nyes and all that stuff. Do you think if he was plopped into the top six right now that he would greatly benefit this team? Greatly, no. No? No. You don't think him whipping around the puck on a power play, the little plays to get Austin Matthews the puck wouldn't 
Didn't Wouldn't William be... Nylander do that? Yeah, Can't but Mitch Marner do that? He plays with two players. Okay. I think he was slow. You think you think it would be even downgrade? I don't think he is worth the investment and the. I said, take aside that. Okay, well, this, that's not how you, I can't evaluate free Patrick Kane. If it's well, free you said, Patrick you said Kane, he's washed. If he's washed, you don't want a wash player. Wash was kind of an exaggeration, you know, like you're washed. Yeah, you I say think that to me prob- every day. Yeah, he probably it's an has, exaggeration with me every day. He just probably has some value left. Yes, he's not the worst player in the NHL, but. I, it's hard for me to remove the context of what Patrick Kane is going to cost. Yes. To evaluate if the Maple Leafs should put fair. him in his top in the top six, I I can't play that hypothetical of a game. That's fair, but if he if he was free, he did, sure, it's Patrick Kane. I think it would look. Pre- I, I'm not I'm not convinced that this guy can't play, and it would be probably still as we thought. It's just it's so unlikely. Maybe it's not even something he wants. And for that reason, it's a, it's not going to work. But if he played either in Toronto or Edmonton and he paired with superstar players, I still think you're getting superstar contributions from Patrick Kane. Sure. Wash is an exaggeration. He's just not the Patrick Kane, the vintage Patrick Kane, the guy that's the deliver, the big moment. The clutch guy, the guy who's driven, the guy who was a crucial part exactly. of three Stanley Cup champions. Like, there's a lot of... And a lot of that can it, be injury-related. That's does fine. Does it still burn? And, and again, and the injury is a thing, too. Um, it's I just, had hip surgery. I know this sucks. It's probably really hard to get motivated, especially if you just... You still... You, you never wanted to move, and you still really don't. And if you're looking for the big, hot trade acquisition at this trade deadline... And you have Timo Meyer, and you have Ryan O'Reilly, and you have keep naming the guys. Patrick Kane moved down the list for me. That's all. That's fair. We got to see one moment of Patrick Kane last night, one game. We're going to see him again on Sunday. The dream died. Last sure. Night. That's where I'm coming from. All right, let's talk about the dream then. Blackhawks have been circled to be big sellers. No shock on that one. Well, there's only a couple teams, right, that can give you kind of the perfect scenario, which is, okay, they're willing to retain. They're willing to do basically things that make you actively a worse team. They are resigned to the fact that they are bad. They're the Coyotes, as you mentioned. They're the Chicago Blackhawks. They're the San Jose Sharks. Is there really any other team that will actively and willingly take a step back. Not as of February 16th. I don't think Columbus is selling off premium parts. I don't think the Anaheim Ducks are selling off premium parts. I think it's Chicago. I think it's San Jose. And I think it's Arizona. So it's worth at least exploring what could be there from the Blackhawks. So with that being said, the context is important. We are making Blackhawks trade proposals with only the Blackhawks because we saw the Blackhawks last night. This is not us cooking up a trade deadline banger and i'll say it again i don't like my deals well good to know for context i created them watching the first period and i'm watching it and i'm like this is not the way to go but this is what could be there so let's go through them okay so (laughs) you don't even want to do it it's tough after last night and yeah this team is not great but i'm trying to think big picture and not live in the bubble of one game sample size and once again, I don't watch every single Chicago Blackhawks deal game, but I do think I have something <laughs> that might be interesting. Okay, I got one, and, and then I got the like the extended variation. So if you have two, you should go first because I have one. Okay, it's not really two; it's just adding Patrick Kane to it. Okay, but I will go first. All righty. It's actually both of them are pretty big. Now, these deals center around Jake McCabe because if I watched anything last night, mm-hmm. and hey, you can convince me, you can. Convince me Sam Lafferty can help you. And he's in my trades as well. But Jake McCabe looks like a competent defenseman to me. I didn't go through his numbers. I didn't I didn't because I don't even think they're really I don't think they apply. When you're on a bad team, you can cherry pick numbers and convince yourself that any player's bad. You can. What sort how is that an environment where you're gonna put up good underlying numbers? It's impossible. And Jake McCabe's aren't even that bad. So I think he des- deserves some credit for that. He's the only player on the team in the plus. Yeah, plus which minus. is like, okay. It's impossible. That must mean something, right? <laughs> and again, we're not watching him every night. Watched him last night. He had some good and bad moments. But he looks like he has the skill set to be a reasonably effective player. You p- put him in a good situation. Put him in a good uh, pairing. He's playing with Seth Jones. You could say that's a good thing. You could also say or argue that's a terrible thing. So I think Jake McCabe is the premium asset there. 
because he's paid what he's paid and maybe he really wants to get and out of there. And he's not a rental. And he's not a rental. That's the most important thing. And that's rule number one with me. Pretty much with any dealing, I'm not going after rentals. I'm not going after rentals because next year is not even as important as this. It's more important in my opinion. So I'm looking for players that are going to stick around. My first deal to Toronto, Jake McCabe and Max Domi at 50% retained. This is exactly a trade I have. Plus Sam Lafferty. Sam Lafferty has one more year. So you're getting three players, two of which are retained, two of which McCabe and Lafferty will be around for two playoff runs, at least. Uh, that, get, that drops McCabe down to $2 million salary for three years, which is a very, very important piece. If he's a good defenseman and you're getting a good defenseman for $2 million, that's Justin Hall money, you got something there. So Jake McCabe. Uh, to Chicago, I wonder what your return will be. Pierre Engvall, Rasmus Sandin. Pierre Engvall's only going because of Chris money. in London just lit up. Rasmus Sandin, so that's one premium asset, if you want to call it that. Fraser Minton, that's the second decent mm-hmm. asset. And that kind of applies to Chicago because the Mrazic deal, the Leafs took Minton with their first pick after giving up their first round pick. Sure. A first round pick and a fourth round pick. Fourth round picks in 2024. So Sandin, Minton, a first and a fourth for McCabe, of three three years, two years of Lafferty, and Max Domi, 50% retained as a rental. Give us yours. So mine is in a similar vein. I'm going with the namesake return, McCabe and Domi to the Maple Leafs. I should, probably should have been able to figure that one out. We were pretty excited about the prospects. But not even yesterday. just because it's fun and it's so they're headline the, They're the two guys that stand You out. watched that game last night, and even I'm still pulling a little bit to try to find something that I want from that Chicago Blackhawks tire fire, but McCabe and Domi, you, I could be convinced on. McCabe, I'm in the same wavelength. You got to get him at 50% retained, so that's $2 million, and yes, you mentioned he's a UFA in a couple of years, so that's and great. I, and I will say that's the only reason to give up a first-round pick. I think people are talking about McCabe for a first, as is. I need the retention for, you, for a first-round pick. 1,000% need the retention or else I'm not doing this. Okay. Um, other reasons I like McCabe... He's a left shot, but he's happy to pay the, play the right side. Mm-hmm. Um, Versatility he is can, probably pretty important with yep, this Leafs team. He can eat like 19, 20 minutes. He can play against top six lineups. Um, he's big. He's like 205 pounds. He's a big body. He blocks shots like no one else. Like him and Gio are in the top of the league and block shots. Okay. Um, he's different than the Leafs defensemen they currently have. Like we are, what are our reservations about? I'm not getting the exact same Sandine D. I don't want the Dimmons? same D. He's a different D man. Yeah, important. Um, he yeah, he's physical. He with this trade, I want to mention. I'm not getting rid of Sandine, but I then think Sandine might become replaceable if. McCabe is able to take out someone like Tim and Sandine or Hall. So McCabe at 50% retained and Max Domi on his one year UFA contract here with $3 million. So mm-hmm. you have about $5 million there. I'm shipping out Alex Kerfoot, $3.5 million salary. Cameras loved Kerfoot last night. Yeah, they were all over him. Because they were saying this is the trade package. <laughs> Maybe. Alex Kerfoot, which he makes $3.5 million UFA. Steve's. Okay. So who, nothing yet. So he's an RFA in a year and yeah. he's on the 800 whatever thousand dollar salary. So it's about $4.5 million. So there's mm-hmm. the salary matching ish. First round pick in 2023. Okay. And a fourth round pick in 2024. So I want to context this with the reported asking price right now for McCabe. If acquired at his full $4 million salary, so you're going to have to ask for more if you're going to keep him, is a second-round pick and a B-level prospect. There's your B-level prospect. I like Steve's, but he's not going to get into this Leafs lineup. We have mm. enough people like Steve's. Yeah. And you're going to have to bump up the second-round pick to a first if you're going to get Domi as well. I think, honestly, I think the this is a bit friendly for the Maple Leafs. Yes. But I'm just a girl can dream. All of this said, you keep Matthew Nyes. You get to plug Matthew Nyes in for the playoff run. You get to see what you've got. Domi can be a third line center slash winger. He likes he can play wherever in the wing, the top he's playing six. with Patrick Kane right now. He's leading the team in points on the Chicago Blackhawks, but still he's leading the Chicago Blackhawks in points. You yeah. know that he will play with so much heart and pride to wear this Toronto Maple Leafs goal, yes. jersey. Every time he's here, all seven of his career games in Toronto, he's got a point. He he wants to be an impact player. Like he 
this is a this big would mean thing a for him. It would mean a lot to him. He would put his nose that, yes. in there. He would be the sandpaper you're lacking in a lot of ways. He's you, a small guy. I don't know how much he can do, but sure. he is going to be physical. He's going he was to good be, in the playoff series last year with Carolina. He made a difference for the Hurricanes. Okay. And I'm not saying that he's a playoff performer, but I'm saying that he can do something on this roster that others can't. He's got a little bit of sandpaper, a little grittiness. He could throw himself at a puck battle. McCabe, Domi could be a nice little package, and you know that Dubis isn't, you know, shies away from two-player deals. He likes that. Mm-hmm. There could be a situation there where they package. And for the Hawks, my sell on them, <clears throat> sorry, is that a pick this year is really important for them. They got to start the rebuild process. Steve's actually could be a part of this team right now for them. <laughs> Tell me them, someone that was exciting uh, on the help ice. Help them get to the bottom of the uh, Bedard sweep. At today. least he'll have an opportunity to play, and then you can see what you're going to do with him in Kerfoot. Kerfoot's Kerfoot. Yeah, so. I, th- I think a little friendly. I think one more premium asset has to go, but yeah, we're on the same page there. A premium asset is in a higher pick, a second round as well, or you're talking about throwing Engvall or someone well, in there. Well, I, I had Sandine Minton. Engvall, I think it has to be someone that you can get, you can sell your franchise about Sandine, getting excited about. Listen, I, I, I think it's time to make a decision on Sandine. He's been mm-hmm. around for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, he's still a young guy. Uh, I still think teams will be ex- former first-round picks. You'll get excited about that, the prospects of turning him into something. But if you're serious about winning the next couple years, I think you got to ask the question, can we upgrade on Rasmus Sandin right now? And Jake McCabe coming in would be that upgrade, right? Who else are you taking out? I guess Justin Hall is under the spotlight right now, but I don't believe his spot's really, truly in jeopardy. But maybe maybe I'm uh, I'm missing the boat on that a little bit because he did sit to start the lightning series last year. The, a look at the lineup. If this deal, mm-hmm. or at least my deal, cause I'm including Lafferty, but ours are pretty much the same. I got bunting Matthews, Nylander, Domi, Tavares, Marner. Talk about like leaf overload there. <laughs> Domi, Tavares, Marner, the couple just like that's, that's blue and white right there. Yarn croak camp Lafferty. I got Lafferty in the bottom six. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've got Kerfoot out, so you'd have Engvall there. And my fourth line is Aston Ugh. Reese, Holmberg, Kerfoot. Now, that doesn't make all that, sen- that much sense. Like, I might be looking to move Kerfoot at that point. Kerfoot's got no trade protection, eh? You see that? Um, Wild. Yeah, but he's going to... I wouldn't be surprised if he's someone that's getting shipped out here. I can't see it now. Like, we've heard... I, I don't know who said it. Merrick, Elliot, just been, like the scuttlebutt... That everyone everyone loves Kerfoot, that it would be something like it would hurt the dressing room if Kerfoot was on the way out. He does have a modified no trade 10 team list that he submitted on July 1st, 2022. I still think yours is a bit rich. In terms of what? You're giving up a lot. Am I? I think so. I like mine better. Okay. I mean, I, I like yours better too, if it can happen, but to get McCabe at retained salary, to get two players that are going to fit in your middle six. You but can't do they give, need another middle nothing. six? Like, I don't know how much Domi and Lafferty bolster this lineup for a playoff run. Oh, I don't love it. Like, let's let's be honest. I'd rather do this deal with another team. Yeah, I, I, I do know. Think this Do-, is the context I, I do of think picking Doby, the Blackhawks as a I trade think partner. That I only did this deal because I think McCabe, Domi, and Lafferty can play on this team. I think McCabe's got a spot. Oh, yep. and my, my defensive core, sorry. Riley Brody, McCabe, Liljegren, Geo Hall. There you go. It's not bad. So Sandine's bye-bye. Sandine's bye-bye. He's gone in my in my deal. And so Sandine could be bye-bye in mine, but not specifically in this trade. He just becomes maybe someone that's expendable if McCabe is a better defenseman than Sandine. And this is still to be seen because we watched one or two games of him. And if you if you do add a defenseman, you're running without giving up one. You're running nine deep with Timmons, Sandine, Ben not playing. I would say that if this is what we get in return for this highly coveted first round pick it would be very disappointing <laughs> i think that's fair as well but once again the but context it, it, is this I is mean, with the black only highly only. coveted because the leafs haven't spent a first round pick in forever and that's and a good context like this, though this isn't it's not a it's a premium asset but it's not teams are gonna be falling over themselves to get it right it's it's just it's it's a, a late first round draft it's a pick. big thing that changes what the maple leafs look like okay let me can i add patrick kane to this yes so it's the same. You're getting Domi, McCabe, and Lafferty, but you're also getting Patrick Kane. It's, Why don't it's we ridiculous. just take the whole Blackhawks yeah, team let's, let's, over? Let's take 
20% of the worst team ever assembled. Uh, but we're going to do it. <laughs> so in order to pull off this deal, Patrick Kane has to be traded to the Arizona Coyotes first. Ugh, God, this is getting worse. <laughs> At 50% retention. So Patrick Kane to Arizona, 50%. All told here to Toronto, Patrick Kane, double retention. So tw- so he's, you know, the, the price is diminished. Why, why don't you just make him free? It's diminished as much as possible. I mean, you got to pay for the the price to be diminished, but you are in order to fit him in. This is what you got to do, Ailish. Patrick Kane, Jake McCabe, Max Domi, McCabe and Domi retain at fifty percent, and Sam Lafferty. So again, twenty percent of the Domi at fifty percent too. Yes. Oh, I retained Domi in the first one as well. Oh, I missed that. Sorry. To make the money work, I had because you got rid of Kerfoot a little bit more money. I did Engvall. Okay, so. Kane, McCabe, Domi, Lafferty to Toronto. Arizona, for their troubles, 25%. Joey Anderson, a third-round pick, and a seventh-round pick. They also have to give up a sixth-round pick, though, to make the, the deal work. Seventh-round pick just blows my mind so, that no, that exists. No, they're just, essentially, they're, no, just I know, getting, right? they're getting Joey Anderson a body. And like, I could a be third a seventh-round pick. A third-round pick to eat, to eat some money. You're paying for a third-round pick. If you're got Arizona. it, got it, got it. To Chicago. This is the big stuff. Oh, boy. Matthew Nyes, Rasmus Sandin, Alexander Kerfoot, Wayne Simmons, Travis Boyd from the Arizona Coyotes, a first round pick, a second round pick, and a sixth round pick. That is for Patrick Kane, Jake McCabe, Max Domi, and Sam Lafferty. Are you so high? Let, me, let me break it down here. It's the same deal. To add Kane, though, it is Matthew Nyes and a second round pick. One more time. What do the Leafs give up again? The Leafs are giving up Matthew Nyes, Rasmus Sandin, Alexander Kerfoot. Wayne Simmons, a first-round pick and a second-round pick. For Patrick Kane that we just said is in the washed category. Remember, I did this five minutes into the game. So no, I understand. I don't, I, I, I'm just making it clear. I, I don't this love one, this. I think this one might get torn to shreds. It's just my uh, extreme pick. But if you I break it down, people you break it would down pick parts. it outside of Scotiabank Arena with flame tiki torches if this was yeah, the case. You're not doing this, but you don't want to know what your team looks like? Where would you put Patrick Kane, by the way? I know you don't want him, but where would you put him? I think you have to try him in the top six. Of course. You want him to play with Austin Matthews. That was the dream, right? But then I'm looking at him like, does it make sense to play with Austin Matthews? Where's Bunting going to go if you have Austin Matthews and Patrick Kane? Well, this is the lineup. Bunting, Matthews, Kane. Interesting first line. Nylander, Tavares, Marner. So we know that one's good. It's a hell of a second line. Yarncroke, Camp, Domi. It's an interesting third line. How about Yarncroke yesterday, the, the pass through the slot? Pretty bad. Oof. Anyway. Fourth line, Aston Reese, Holmberg, Engvall. That is a pretty good team. That's a good team. Oh, yeah, The it full is. measures approach. But you better win the damn cup next year. Has a first year. line of Matthews and Kane, a second line of three members of the core four, a third line with David Camp, whom I love and I overstate, but <laughs> Yar- Callie Yarncroke and Max Domi. That's an interesting line. And a fourth line of Aston Reese, Holmberg, and Pierre Engvall. Pierre Engvall's third line are playing on your fourth line. And your defense, Riley Brody, McCabe, Lilligren, Gio Hall, Connor Timmons is your extra. It's a pretty good team. So if you're all in and you love the Chicago Blackhawks, that's your deal. Kane, McCabe, Domi, Lafferty for Nyes, Sandine, Kerfoot, Simmons. First round pick and a second round pick. Nyes better end up being the biggest bust in NHL history or else... <laughs> I think that I, I wish we Dubis would I be mean, on a wanted poster for this trade. It's that you don't like that team. I like the team, sure, but what you Does just that gave team beat up, Boston? No, <laughs> probably not. Eh? But what you just gave up was everything in your. It's the cabinet. all. It's the all in move. It's the all in move with Chicago. Go all in somewhere else. Okay. Go all I mean, in with I, the San Jose Sharks. But what do you? We should do. We maybe we should do this with San Jose. It is. Different a little bit though. What? What is the Blackhawks? Or sh- there's there's more there's more from Chicago, I think, than San Jose. Yes, Timo Meyer, Eric Carlson. You can't you can't do a trade with both Timo Meyer and Eric Carlson. It's impossible. So they have two premium assets. They go in different deals. The Blackhawks do have a defenseman. I think the Leafs would be interested in. They do have some depth pieces which they need, and they do have that top six upgrade which we've been talking about all along. So Chicago does have the pieces that may interest Toronto or at least fill or check the boxes that Toronto may be looking at at the deadline. But do these pieces fit in the end? No, they don't. This deal makes 
very little sense. However, if you do look at the lineup, it's not all that bad. Poor Wayne Simmons got booted in yours too, eh? Yeah, there's only I guess that I was rude. I could have went Steve's, I guess. Now, why do you have to trade Wayne Simmons to the Blackhawks at the end of his career? I'd have to go that back to the gutless move. The cap friendly page, yeah. Pick someone I else. I got old Travis Boyd involved too. Yeah, for you no wanted reason. To, you wanted to get that guy's name buzzing again. No, the salary dumps were Wayne Simmons and Joey Anderson. Here's yeah. a um I'm not gonna we're gonna let the text line just get in here because it's baby Friday. It's I mean, let's not, I, it's, it's not that serious. No, I know. I'm not saying that. I think, I think it, I think it's a good exercise because it underscores how crazy you'd have to get to add pieces from a terrible hockey team. Is Justin related to Lafferty? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like a lot of Lafferty is hearsay too. Like Lafferty, I think he's Frank Saravalli's boy. Speaking of Frank Saravalli. We're going to have him. Got him soon. Uh, this Leaf team can stand to upgrade in the bottom six, though. Sam Lafferty scored a nice goal yesterday. Sure. He can play a little bit. He's cheap, and he's got two years left on his contract. Well, one year after this. They're, they're, he checks boxes. Well, I hope that none of these trades come to fruition. <laughs> Same. But if there's a way to get, and, and I think the underlying thing is this, is McCabe could be a real a real piece if it's the right price and if you're okay with moving out what their current asking price is with the full retention is a second round and a B-level prospect. So if you're going to get a 50% retention, does that get bumped to a first? You're going to use a first-round pick our, on Jake our guy, McCabe? Our guy Jason Bukula wrote, uh, I, I pulled it up yesterday. I'm not sure exactly when he wrote it, but he was talking about first-round pick plus for retained Jake McCabe. That, to me, that first-round pick... To Jake you, McCabe, you, you got to do a level of scouting. You got to swallow a little bit of pride. We got to know that this guy is going to be great for the next two seasons. And yes, he's not a rental, so I feel better about that. And Kyle Dubas said last week that they're not interested in going all in on rentals. So this guy's a part of your lineup for two more playoff runs. That that's the most important. We're thing scraping for me. the bottom of the barrel a bit, but, here. That, but that's the most important thing for me. Can we get? If we're talking about any trade, any player coming in, can we get someone at a discounted rate who can help us for multiple seasons? How are you or the Maple Leafs going to improve your team? Get guys who are supposed to be paid this that are paid this that can help you for a couple years. Is Gavrikov better than him? I'm not convinced. Okay. I I would be the most uncomfortable thing, I think, for me, would be paying full price right now for Vladislav Gavrikov. I'm not convinced. I would like to read these trades to Frank Saravelli at 7 a.m., He's going to be, he's not going to be happy with me. <laughs> he's already not happy because he went to the Super Bowl and watched his team lose. Yeah. He could be a little surly today. He could be, it could be dicey. Presenting my 15 asset trade to him might. It could be dicey, but. Might not be what he wants. For fun. Allison Toronto, who is a lawyer, Texan quite often. If the Leafs did, I, did that trade, I would represent the Leafs nation pro bono and sue Kyle Dubas for pain and suffering. <laughs> Anyway, context was we had to make a trade with the Chicago Blackhawks. What, what did we part with that you really Matthew really Nyes holding on to? First just, round it's pick. Just Matthew Nyes and a first for Patrick Kane, Jake McCabe, Max Domi, and second. Sam Lafferty. That seventh round pick is going to come back and bite you in the ass, Justin. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so I want to read some of these names for the app because this is a real, it's a real deal here. Call it Crease, Ryan in Orangeville. Call the app Tendy. John like, and Brampton. I feel like there is a Tendy app. Mm. Name it Trapper Tack Track. Wow, that's tough. Trapper Tracker. That's not bad. Spencer and Oakville. Trapper Tracker. Say that's that not, five times fast. I'm afraid to. Selly Busters. Isn't that like the sandwich shop almost yep. in Toronto? That's, yeah. Um, there's some good ones. We've got uh, Blue Paint. Tender again. SOS, meaning save our season. Kind of like that one. That's all Mike and Asnaboya. It's not bad. When Mike and Asnaboya gets on the text line, he gets in the text line about eight times in a row. Exclusively good ideas, too. Dependy Tendy. It's kind of fun. Um, Puck Buddy for the app. That's Cam and Bethany. Anyway, it's kind of fun. Keep it coming. Good stuff. Um, quickly, this is our lineup today. we got a great show. we got Frank Saravelli at seven, of course. Um, we've got Nick Taylor who was in it on Waste Management Sunday in the final pairing down to the wire there. Canadian golfer joining us. We're going to get the scoop on that streaker that belly flopped into 
was it 17 or 18? Whatever. Not sure. And John Morosi at eight. A little roundup from Dunedin. From Dunedin. From Dunedin. We're going to hear the birds chirping in the background. Um, the reasoning, obviously, is to tee up what's going on with your, uh, with your Blue Jays. But also the MLB has started the little uh, demonstration of the new elements coming to this year's season. Their little rules demo in Dunedin. As a reminder, they've put some new things in. Pitch clock. The 30-second timer between batters and pitchers will have 15 seconds between pitchers to begin their motion, 20 if a runner's on base. Lots of things to figure out here. Pitch clock, though. Kikuchi. Buddy better be really ripping up the speed clock in his practices here. The shift ban, that's a big one. Obviously, it's going to make a big difference in this outfield. And the infield. I I love the ban on the shift. Love it. Okay. It's a that's a topic that I think people are split on. Larger bases. I don't know if you saw them yesterday. They look exactly like pizza boxes. Okay. They've added three inches to first, second, and third. If you can add inch to a pizza box, I'm I'm here for it. Three inches. Significant. All of this being said, they're testing it this week. Everyone's getting an opportunity to give it a go. We'll get a wrap up of all that. I wonder if people like that. Are we are we being too Mm, are we changing baseball for the better? It's a big, it's a big, uh, what was that word? Question. Big mystery. Mystery, I guess. I don't know. Philosophical divide. John Morosi will give us the look. And then also George Springer in the media saying it feels good to feel good. Well, isn't that factual? I agree, George. Feels good to feel good. Anyway, you got a full roundup of what's going on in Dunedin. Um, that's at 8 a.m. Also, our Wake and Rake hit back-to-back days. D- don't call it a dynasty. Bury the lead there. Here we go. Back-to-back days of Eight Wake of and Rake wins. this week. Things are looking up, folks. The show's hot. You got to break up the show right now. Once again, you got no Toronto sports, though, tonight or tomorrow. So get creative. Neil's pick hit once again. I think we're really on to something. We've coveted an electric text line of gamblers so keep that coming today we're gonna try to go three for three um that's the wake and rake at 8 30 we're gonna take a break we got the a-list on the other side keep sending in your texts at 590 we'll get to those throughout the show sports net 590 the fan now it's time for hey, yo. the a-list bing bong bing bong bing bong baby all right i don't know if you've seen that video yet of the Kelsey brothers on the podcast post. I have. Man, that one pulled up the heartstrings, eh? It did. It did. They seem like, I know I was ripping Travis Kelsey for, put some respect on us, like mm-hmm. saying that nobody believed in the Chiefs. But watching those two talk about their mom and what the family meant to them, I thought it was really, really special. So, um, Tugs at the old heartstrings. Yeah, inching back into my heart. But what I really liked about this brotherly love and the way that, I mean, this was the first time, maybe one of the only times we're going to see two brothers go head to head in the Super Bowl. After the Chiefs won, um, Chiefs fans started donating to Jason Kelsey's charity. Um, Of course, his jersey number, 62, and other Kelsey's jersey number, 87. If you add the numbers up, it's $14.90. So Chiefs fans thought, we're going to thank the brothers for such a great Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and we're going to donate $14.90 to Jason Kelsey's charity called Be Philly. And his personal goal, it launched this charity back in October, was of $100,000. Before the Super Bowl, he was at around $9,000. Since then, and since Kansas City fans wanted to appreciate the two of them, it's over $100,000 as of this morning, $112,000 raised because of. Fans just sending in a little bit less than $15 as an appreciation for what those two have done and what the, and the way that the Super Bowl, when it may be one of the best ever, was played. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it kind of surprised, surprised that uh, Jason Kelsey's charity was not earning, like you said, $9,000? Yeah. It's pretty low. I mean, it may, is. I mean you know, clearly he's got an NFL season to worry about, uh, and he set a pretty modest goal, I suppose. Uh, but the thing about charity, if like if if like a fan base catches wind and it's feeling good about itself, they can flood a charity 
And I think that's one of the, like the nice like trends that have come of recent mm-hmm. seasons is like well, with if, there's, DeMar if, there's, Hamlin. if there's a cause and there's a reason, uh, people can actually find a way to funnel those funds or funnel what they want to give into a real positive direction. So it's a cool thing. Hopefully it's not like what happened with Russell Wilson where apparently this investigation found that he's only giving 24.3 cents of every dollar from his charity, which is hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars. Not a good luck. Jason Kelsey's... Millions of dollars. Something like that. Jason Kelsey's foundation, Be Philly, if you feel like taking a look at it, is a nonprofit group. I gotta say, a more trustworthy guy, too. Oh, my God. I would trust Jason Kelsey with my life. Yeah. Anyway, it um, provides financial support and increases visibility to charitable organizations across Philadelphia. So take a look if you're interested. But it was really nice to see Chiefs fans coming together to do good. Um, One last thing on the other side of it. We need to stop Patrick Mahomes from commenting on silly things in the media. So he went on his little media tour, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon. I don't know who's who anymore. Here's an audio clip of him (laughs) talking about what happened post post game in the, you know, celebrations of the Super Bowl. Yeah, no. So we started off, they actually threw a nice uh, party for us at the hotel. The chain smokers came through. DJ Khaled came through. (laughs) Um, You can't beat that, man. That's every genre of music you need right there. I can't think of two people I'd less... Rather see less than the Chainsmokers and DJ Khaled. Really? That's a scathing review of those two. But if you win the Super Bowl, that's who you're fired up to go to your hotel and watch. A hotel party. DJ Khaled doesn't really do anything. No, he just... DJ (laughs) Khaled, we the best He just screams another one. I guess another Chainsmokers song. Another one. Maybe that was it. Like, he just... Every time that Patrick Mahomes shows his trophy and the Super Bowl, they go, another another Super Bowl, Another MVP. Another Super Bowl MVP. And the Chainsmokers... I mean, they that's, just, that's just what like, you got for you winning the Super Bowl is those guys. You could have just brought Rihanna back over. ASAP Rocky was around. Drake's there. Jay-Z. I mean, Arizona, too. Brothers. Like, there, there, are, there are venues. There are parties. There are things you could probably find better than a hotel party. Vegas, also, a short drive. You're not driving. Yeah, I a think short the, flight away. I think that you can do better than. You're now not doing it right if you win a championship and you don't go straight to Vegas. I agree. Anyway, shout out to DJ Khaled. We the best music. Another one. Frank Saravelli <laughs> on the other side of the break. NHL Insider, president of hockey content at dailyfaceoff.com. He was at said Super Bowl to see Philly Did lose. Did he attend the party? To see Philly lose. Probably not. Another one. That's next.